You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. As he went around to different ministries and just uh, his desire to be back with people, his desire to uh, see the believers that he once uh, spent time with. And just being here for the five years truly has been a joy and just, uh, just building the relationships that only came through Jesus Christ. And uh, just being able to long for those relationships, long for the time together, and I'm glad that we get to be together for this time. And uh, definitely looking forward to the message here today. Uh, I would normally have you stand in honor of reading God's Word, and yes, we want to honor the Lord's Word. But today, it's going to be a little bit different. If I have you stand for the reading of God's Word, you'll be standing for the entire book. All right, and uh, so... With that, what we'll do is we'll pray, and we'll ask for the Lord's blessing and guidance direction there, and then that He would speak, and then we'll uh, move forward with the message, because we're going to go through the book of Ephesians. And I've never done this before, but almost give a survey, because I have to give this survey in order to uh, just deliver or to communicate this point. Uh, that the Lord has just really given to me and just has uh, allowed me to understand. And I believe it will be helpful for us here today. But we'll be in the book of Ephesians uh, this morning. And so we'll pray and ask for the Lord's blessing. And then we'll get right into the message. Dearly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you so much for just your son and just for him dying on that cross and shedding his blood so that we can have redemption, so that we can have salvation, so that we can have a relationship with you, Lord. And we are truly blessed because of it. And Lord, I pray that we would just uh, just really just uh, be excited that we would glory just in what you did for us. And Lord, that we would never get over the day of our salvation, God. I pray that we would just truly rejoice in that. And if we're not here, if we're if we're not saved and we're here today, Lord, I pray that uh, whoever that may be, Lord, I pray that you just allow them just to trust you, that they would make that decision, they would come to the knowledge of your Son, Lord, that they would make that decision of trusting you as their personal Savior, Lord. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. As we get into this passage, uh, Book of Ephesians, we're going to go through a lot of Scripture. All right, I hope that's okay with you. Amen. All right. I'd rather have God speak than me speak. Amen. So we're going to just jump right in and uh, we'll have more illustrations uh, towards kind of just more and just relaying a lot of this uh, towards the end. But just really want to point out some things here in this uh, this book, the book of Ephesians. Uh, it was risen during one of the imprisonments of Paul, uh, his first imprisonment there. And he wrote it, uh, they believe to be uh, when he wrote Colossians and uh, Philippians, Philippians was more towards the end of that imprisonment. But we look at the Apostle Paul as he's writing to the church of Ephesus. And some believe that this was uh, kind of a general letter that was to be passed on to multiple churches. Uh, just because it is very general in regards to believers, in regards to Gentiles, those that have trusted Jesus Christ, the church. And uh, we see here that as Paul begins to open up, he says in verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we want to see here, the very focus, the very important of this book is the fact that there's a statement there in verse number one. It says to the faithful in Christ Jesus, all right? In Christ Jesus. 
That's the reason why we have salvation. That's why we are so blessed. That's why we are able to grow as believers. Why? Because we are in Christ. That's why we're able to have unity. That's why we're able to come here and gather together. Because we are in Christ if we've trusted Him. With that, with being in Christ, the Bible says in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So we have blessings because we are in Christ. And so first I want to just bring out the, the point here as we go through the next couple chapters. The blessings of the believer. As being a believer, as being a child of God, as trusting, placing my faith in Jesus Christ, there are some blessings that we have. We look here in verse number 4, it says, According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself. What we find here is we find the blessed, the blessed, how are we blessed? We're blessed by the Trinity. We find here God the Father. The Bible says here two big words that we kind of stumble over, chosen us or predestinated us. Though how can that be with us having a free will and having a free choice? We find that we are chosen because in Him, the Bible says, chosen us in Him. Because we are in Christ, God has chosen us, all right? Because before the world began, God had predestinated Christ to come and die on that cross for us sinners, and the reason why He could predestinate us and chose us is because we are in Christ, all right? Uh, but we focus on that and we stumble over that. But what we ought to look at here is that because we are in Christ, we are ado- adopted. We are adopted into the family of God. Think about that. We are part of the family of God. He loves us. He loves us like his, if we were His only child. I think of my precious little girls. I love my girls. Man, I love Mila and Layla. They are just so precious to me. Now, do they listen all the time? No. All right? My wife can attest to that, all right? She knows that they don't always listen. But you know what? I love, I love them dearly. I love my children. And you know what? That's the same way as the Father. He loves us even though we disobey Him. Even though we were sinners. Even though we are you know, we walk unrighteously, we walk in darkness, even though we do these things in our life, yet He still loves us. He adopted us. He brought us into His family. I'm so thankful that I've been adopted. Amen? Amen. There's an adoption. We are blessed by the Trinity. We see the Father. With the Father, we find that family. We find being adopted into the family of God. Secondly, the Son here, we see that we are redeemed. In verse number 7, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. In Christ Jesus, we find redemption for our sins. I'm so glad that I don't have to pay for my sins. I'm so glad that I don't have to, uh, that I, I'm not going to be judged for that. Why? Because Jesus Christ redeemed me. Jesus Christ shed His blood and forgave me of my sins. And I'm so glad. And that's because of the grace of God. It's not by my own doing. It's not by my own abilities. It's not because I was worthy of it. It's because God in His goodness wanted to share His grace, wanted to give His grace to us who didn't deserve it, who were undeserving of it. 
And yet we find a God that is so loving to send his son to redeem us. In Christ, we find that we are redeemed. In 11, it says in verse number 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. In Christ, we receive an inheritance. And it's according to God's will. God desired that we would be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. God desires that the entire world to be saved. He he desires everybody to be redeemed. And we find that redemption in Jesus Christ. And with that redemption comes an inheritance. An inheritance of a heavenly inheritance of heaven to where we would have everlasting life. But also a, a physical inheritance where we would just receive the blessings of God. Receive the grace. Receive the peace and the joy. And receive the comfort that can only come through salvation in Jesus Christ. It's those unsearchable riches. Everything that we try to find in this world, we cannot find it. But what we, what, when we find Christ, you know what? Those things come to pass. Those come, comes to be. Joy, peace, the grace of God, the love that we seek for in this life. We can't find it without Jesus Christ. It's those unsearchable riches. We can search an entire life. People are doing it in our world today. They're searching everywhere that they can go, possibly trying to do everything that they can do, trying to find fulfillment, trying to find uh, just that love and that peace and that joy for life, but can't find it because it's not being found in Jesus Christ. We truly are blessed as believers. We are adopted into the family of God. We've been redeemed by Jesus Christ. And we're sealed by the Spirit. Amen. Verse number 13. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. God has given us Just a securing, a sealing of the Holy Spirit to where we will be sealed until the day of redemption. Until Christ comes back, until, uh, you know, until Christ comes back, we will forever be redeemed. We can't lose our salvation. Praise the Lord for that. That is a blessing. That is something to rejoice about. That's something to smile about. Amen. And if we've trusted Christ as our Savior, this is us. We've been adopted. We, we were alone, but now in Christ, we have a family. We were, uh, we were lost, but now we are found. I see that we are truly blessed because of the Trinity. We are blessed because of our faith in Jesus Christ. We look here as we continue in this passage. Paul begins to pray that these believers would have revelation or that they would have an understanding. If we look here in verse number 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? We see that Paul here is he's making this statement of he's just praying that the believers, that the Christians, that those that have placed their faith and trust in Christ would come to an understanding that the Lord would just reveal to them 
the blessings that they truly have. What's that first blessing? It's that there's hope of being a Christian. There is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope of the calling that we have to be Christ-like. There is hope following Christ. Why? Because when no one else has hope in this world, we have a God that is uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have a God that is, uh, that is able. We have a God that we can trust in and realize that He is almighty. He is all capable, even when we aren't. So when everything else in this world falls apart, we find a God who is not falling apart. We find a God that is true, somebody that we can hope in. But then we look at those riches, just as what I mentioned earlier. We receive the riches and glory of His inheritance, the heavenly inheritance, the present inheritance, the grace of God. But then also we have the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe. If we believe in Jesus Christ, there's power that we have been given. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to walk in truth, the power to uh, just to... Just to have God in our life to understand that He is a sufficient for me. He is all that I need. He is all that I need to make it through this trial. He is all that I need to make it through this day. He is all that I need to keep on pressing on. He is all I need. He gives us this power. He gives us this ability to continue to go forward in our Christian life. And Paul is just praying that the believers would come to this understanding come to this knowledge of the blessings that come with trusting Jesus Christ. We also look here in chapter number 2, we see a transformation that we are blessed first by the Trinity, but blessed by the transformation. We see in verse number 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are His workmanship. God is doing a work in us. God is taking us from where we were and changing us to be who He wants us to be. And that's by the grace of God. What we find is in this passage, in chapter number 2, it begins to talk about, And you hath he quick, in verse number 1, who were dead in trespasses and sins, and where in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air and the spirit, that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by the nature of the children of wrath, even as others. What he's pointing out is, we were all dead. We were all dead in our sins and our trespasses. We, our condition, it was, we were completely helpless. There was no hope for us. Why? Because we were dead. But I need you to understand this. Paul is saying, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Man, that's the goodness of God. God, because of His mercy, because of His grace, because of His goodness, He was willing to reach down to me who was dead, who had no hope, who had no joy, who had no purpose for living. He reached down and gave me joy, gave me grace, gave me peace, gave me a purpose for life. He gave me so many things with that gift of salvation. He gave His Son, Jesus Christ. And through Christ, we are raised up together. No longer being dead, 
No longer being dead in our sins and our trespasses, but now being found alive in Christ. That's us. We get to be alive in Christ. That's exciting. It really is. And if we come to this understanding that we are alive in Christ, that we are no longer dead, that God is doing a work in us, and God is, you know, this blessing of life that He has given us, it will change us. It will guide us and direct us. As we continue to move forward in this passage, in chapter number 2, we see not only are we brought from death to life, but we that were far off are made nigh. Verse number 13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We were distant. We were wayward. We were off on our own, but yet God brought us nigh by the blood of Jesus. There's blessings there. We are no longer being Gentiles. We were no longer... Uh, enemies of God, but now we have the opportunity to be part of the family of God. We have been grafted in, the Bible says, that we've been grafted in to the, just to the will of the Father. We continue here, if we go down in verse number 19, it says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We are no longer foreigners. We're no longer distant. We're no longer strangers. But we are of the family of God. Man, that's encouraging. I'm just thinking about this world and what this world goes through each and every day. To think that if they don't have a family, a, a, a godly family, think of all that the trials, the problems, the struggles that they go through. Being alone in this world. Being alone going through COVID, being alone going through these trials and going through uh, trying to seek these answers of life. Our world is going through this alone, but we have the blessing of being part of the family of God to where we can go to a God. We have access to the Father because of Jesus Christ. We can go to the Father at any time of need. We have a Father that loves us and cares for us. We have a Father that wants to meet the need, that wants to bless us, wants to help us. He's brought us from afar to being close, to being family. As the Apostle Paul closed this section, in chapter 3, he just brings the revelation of the mystery of the church. He, as the Lord had revealed to him and to many others that it was no longer just going to be the Jewish nation, but it was going to be that the Gentiles would be fellow heirs. That they would come together and that we would be all of the same family of God. And if you look here in verse number 14, Paul begins another prayer that he says, For this cause, this is chapter 3, verse number 14, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So the whole family of God is named in Jesus Christ. Amen? We're named in Christ. It's because of Christ. That He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with the might by His Spirit in the inner man that Christ, look here, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Alright? It's by faith that Christ would dwell in our hearts. Alright? It's by faith. 
But then next it would be that ye being rooted and grounded in love. It's understanding that God loved me. Regardless of how I behaved, regardless of who I was, regardless of where I came from, God loved me. And based on that love, we ought to root and ground ourselves so that way we can love others the way that He loved me. To think that God loved me unconditionally. He says, be rooted and grounded in that love. If you look a little bit farther, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ. He's basically saying, I I desire, I'm just praying that you would just comprehend, that you would just understand how much love there is from God to us, to you, from Jesus Christ. There is a lot of love here. That it be our foundation, that it be our roots, that it be what grounds us to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. We find the blessings of the believer. These, you look at these and you really come to an understanding and realization what God has done for us. Man, that's, we are blessed. We didn't have to do anything for it. Just to think that I didn't have to go to church my whole life to earn that. I didn't have to read my Bible every day to earn that. I didn't have to be kind one to another to earn that. I didn't have to do anything to earn the love of Christ. Man, you just, you, once, once you grasp that and just truly understand, wow, God loves me just for me being me? A sinner? For who I was? And the Apostle Paul, he's building here. He's basically, he's pointing out the fact that God loves you, all right? You have been blessed because you simply believed on Jesus Christ. You have been blessed. As he goes to this next section here in chapter 4, he gives a lot of instructions for the believer, all right? He gives a lot of direction. He gives a lot of exhortation on how to live as a Christian, all right? And so... The second point here, the first point is the blessings of the believer. Believer, We looked at one through three. But the second point here is the behavior of the blessed. The behavior of the blessed. You look in verse number one, it says, I therefore, all right, because of the blessing, all right, he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. I command you, I guide you, I direct you, I exhort you because of the blessing, I exhort you to live this way. To walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. To walk as a Christian. We are called to be Christ-like. We are called to follow the Lord. We find here that walking the life of a Christian or behaving Uh, according to the word of God, we find that we ought to behave in unity. 
All right, we look through this and there is one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and, the, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. We find that it's unity here and that God gives gifts here as we look in this next passage. He gives, uh, verse number 11, he gave some apostles and some prophets and evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He gave these people to help bring unity to the saints, to the church, to the believers. God desires us to be unity, but ultimately, how do we find unity? It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit of God that lives and dwells inside of us each and every day. So we find that we are to walk in unity. If you continue to go forward in verse number 17, it says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hurt, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man. And if we continue to go through this passage, all right, it's to walk in righteousness, to walk as a new man, not as the old man, not to walk in the oldness of life as we were in our sins and in our trespasses. But he encourages us to walk in the newness of life, to walk in Christ, to walk uh, in righteousness, to walk in holiness. We find here uh, in verse number 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after God in created is created in righteousness and true holiness. All right, we find here that God has given us a new man to walk in righteousness, to walk in a new uh, a lifestyle, a new way of conversation, a new way of living. We find that we to walk in unity, to walk in righteousness, to walk in love. If you look, uh, verse number 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Continue in verse or chapter 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. We see that God loved us. And because of his love for us, we ought to love one another as Christ loved us. And we see all these, these directions, these commands, these uh, things that we are supposed to do as believers, as uh, people have trusted Christ. We continue to go far, farther. He says uh, to walk in wisdom. Uh, not to walk, uh, not to walk as uh, the children of disobedience walk. We see walking as light, uh, as children of light. In verse number eight, it says, "For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light." We are to no longer walk in darkness, but to walk in the light. If you continue farther, uh, in verse number. 15, seeing then that ye walk circumspectly, all right, carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 
All right. So we are to walk in wisdom. What is going to give us wisdom? The spirit. When we're walking in the spirit, we're going to find ourselves walking in wisdom. We find ourselves uh, drunk in the Bible says that uh, what's going to happen is there's going to be no wisdom. There's going to be foolishness. And so how can we be drunk and walk in wisdom? It's not possible. And therefore he gives that illustration. Or he gives that, uh, that guidance there. But we are to be filled with the spirit. And how do we fill ourselves with the spirit? We fill ourselves with the spirit by uh, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, seeking and make, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for the for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm going quick. All right, lots of scripture, lots of scripture. But I'm gonna I'm getting there. All right, I'm, stay with me. We see that we are to walk in unity, walk in righteousness, walk in love, walk as light, walk in wisdom, walk in submission. In verse number twenty one of chapter five, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then he begins to go with the the household of uh, just the submission that's there, the wives and the husbands submitting one to to each other, but then also just the children, the relationship there. But then he goes on uh, and points out uh, just businessmen as people, uh, employers and employees and just how we ought to behave and just the submission to walk in submission. Skipping over to chapter number six and verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's saying, walk in the power of God. Put on his armor because you can't do it yourself. You can't do it on your own strength. You can't do it in your own mind, in your own, in your own wisdom. But you need the power of God. Therefore, put on his armor because that's what will give you that power. There's a lot of do's and don'ts in here, all right? There's a lot of direction. There's a lot of guidance. You say, Brother Jordan, I'm new to this thing, all right? I've just been saved. And a lot of the times we look at Christianity or Christianity is presented as a bunch of rules. But let me remind you, I'll close, I'm closing now, but it's this closing thought that I want us to pay attention and look to. We see that There's a lot of instruction for how we are to behave. But what I want us to notice about this, the order of how the Apostle Paul puts this, how the Lord had led him to put this. First was the blessing. All right? Therefore, the encouragement to behave. Okay? Do you catch where I'm going with this? Because I have been blessed... I ought to behave a certain way. It's not the other way around. I behave this way so that way I can be blessed. Because the blessing I didn't have to do anything for. Jesus Christ in His goodness and in His grace, He loves me so much that He loved me unconditionally regardless of who I was. And we ought to rejoice in that. It ought to drive us to live for the Lord each and every day. We look at this list and somebody could go through and say, man, Ephesians chapter 4 through 6, there's a lot of rules, there's a lot of commandments, there's a lot of instruction. Man, I don't know if I can do this. But let me encourage you. This all will come more natural if we truly understand the blessing that we have been given. 
If we understand what Christ did for us, you know what? Man, I'm excited to serve the Lord. I want to serve the Lord because what He's done for me, God has been so good. Therefore, I want to serve Him. I want to love Him. I'm not, I'm not doing all that I'm doing. I'm not serving. I'm not uh, living the life of a Christian to earn God's love or to earn the blessing or to earn a, a higher position maybe with God. No, because my position is found in Jesus Christ. The way God looks at me, He says, you're my perfect child. And He sees Jesus Christ every time He looks at each and every one of us that have trusted Christ. Therefore, because of that blessing... We ought to say, Lord, I just want to serve you because I love you. God, you've been so good to me. I was so unworthy of it. I I didn't deserve it. But God, in your goodness, you love me in spite of who I was. Therefore, I just want to serve you. I look at my life growing up many times as a teenager. You know, in the youth group. So many times trying to live the Christian life, doing everything that I was supposed to do, following the rules, following all these things, because I was trying to find acceptance by maybe other believers, finding acceptance by Jesus Christ. And every time I failed, maybe I didn't wake up in that morning to read my Bible before school. I felt guilty because... I failed to do that. Maybe God's not going to hear my prayers now. Maybe God's not going to bless me because I didn't go on the bus route today. And there was, I just remember so many different little pressures and an easy confusion for us because we so often feel as if I'm going to get blessings if I do all these things. Therefore, that's why I'm doing all these things. But the blessings already came at salvation. The blessings were there. But the problem was, I didn't realize it. I didn't understand that. And we as believers, you know, those that understand this principle, we ought to be praying that our children come to this realization. That Christ loves them for who they are and has already blessed them. So often our children... They walk away from the Lord. They walk away from church. Why? Because they feel that they have to do all these things in order to earn the love of God. That's not the case. God loves them for where they are. And if they could just realize the love, the blessing that is found in Jesus Christ then you know what? They'd want to stay in it. They'd want to continue on. They'd want to press on because why? Man, God loves me. And because He loves me, man, I just want to go to church the rest of my life. I want to be in my Bible. I want to pray. I want to live for the Lord. Why? Because He's done so much for me. It's so good. I look at how... Often we feel as if my position is determined by my actions, but it's determined by Christ's actions. Behavior doesn't determine blessing. Blessing should determine our behavior. We have to come to an understanding 
in a realization that God has truly blessed us and it ought to drive us to do more for Him. Why do we see people not wanting to come to church? Why do we see people that are saved not wanting to serve or not wanting to do something for the Lord or not wanting to be a witness? It's because they haven't truly realized what Christ has done for them. If you find yourself saying, I don't have a desire to serve the Lord, I don't have a desire to go out and do something, I encourage you. Pray for God to help you realize what He did for you. What He did for us. I look at my dad, and often I'd ask myself, because he had such a passion and a desire to serve the Lord. He still does. All right, His desire, his passion was there. And I just kept asking myself, how? You know, oftentimes you'll find yourself burnt out because you're trying to do all these things. But his desire and his passion kept going. And I just asked myself, how? And it was because he realized what Christ did for him. My dad grew up in a broken lifestyle, broken home. My dad... Did, you know, had problems with drugs, had problems with alcohol. Parents were gone in and out. And I just look at my dad's lifestyle and he look at how God saved him, right? And he looks at his life, what God saved him from and all that God did in salvation. Changed, transformed his life. Yes, praise the Lord for that. But his realization, his understanding of what Christ did for him is what drives him to go there. What happens is, for me, I grew up in church. I grew up in a good godly home. Therefore, I didn't really see much of a change. I didn't, I didn't see my life change from drugs. I didn't see my life change from alcohol. I didn't see my life change from all these things. But there was a change. There was a transformation. And I had to come to realize what Christ blessed me with. And that's what we need to come to an understanding and realize that Christ has blessed me. And because of that blessing, therefore, I'm just going to behave this way. The Christian life is not a bunch of rules. It, honestly, the rules, they're easy. To be honest with you, they're easy. Why? Because I realize that God loves me and I just want to please the, the Lord. I just, want, I just want to love Him in return. We love Christ because He first loved us, right? Because He loved me, man, of course I want to walk with Him. Of course I want to go to church. Of course I want to read His Word. Of course I want to spend time with Him. Of course I want to walk in righteousness and I don't want to walk in darkness. Of course I want to tell people about Him because of what He's done in my life. I realize the blessing. And I encourage you, if you haven't realized that blessing in your life that Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, then your life is going to be a battle. It's going to be a struggle trying to find joy, trying to find peace, trying to find just those. You have to realize that those blessings are there and they came at salvation. You don't have to earn them. You don't have to work for them. It's not our behavior that brings those blessings. It's the blessings that ought to drive us to behave the way that God, that God would want us to behave. Just that prayer for realization, I encourage you. 
we ought to pray for one another that we would truly realize what Christ has done for me, what Christ has done for us. The church, we take a lot of it for granted. We take salvation, we get saved, praise the Lord, and we just go on our, our wonderful life that we choose to live. But when we truly realize what God has given me, given me salvation, given me joy, given me hope, given me peace, given me a family, it's given me so much. The list goes on and on. When I realize those things, man, I don't have a problem serving the Lord. I don't have a problem doing what He wants me to do. Why? Because He's blessed me. And let me remind you, we have been blessed. If we've trusted Christ, we have been blessed. If you haven't trusted Christ, if you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you don't have those blessings. You don't have everlasting life. You don't have that peace and that joy. But you know what? You don't have to do anything for it. There's a God that loves you. There's a God that cares about you. There's a God that freely gives you His Son, Jesus Christ. And if you simply just believe Jesus Christ and trust in Him and Him alone to save you for your sin, you know what? He'll give you those blessings. He'll give you that salvation that you're seeking. He'll give you that joy that you're looking for. He'll give you that fulfillment. He will give you all that you need. And you know what? You too will have a desire to follow after the Lord. Why? Because you'll realize, man, God is so good. God has blessed me so mightily. We see the blessings of the believer, but it's the behavior of the blessed. Because I am blessed, this is why I behave this way. Because I am blessed, it drives me to serve the Lord. Let's serve the Lord. Why? Because we're blessed. Let's remind ourselves we are blessed. Let's go through each and every day. Wake up every morning. Man, I am blessed by God. And if we remind ourselves, you know what? Living for Christ will come easy. Because that's the fruits of living for Christ. Or just understanding those blessings. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you so much. Lord, I know it's kind of a different message and just a different, just different, really just a different message, just going through an entire book. But Lord, just looking at just the entirety of it and seeing how because of your blessings, God, because of salvation, because of Jesus Christ, because of what you have done, Lord, we are so blessed. And I pray that we would not take that for granted. I pray that we would not overlook that. I pray that we would truly rejoice each and every day for the day of our salvation. Because that gave us your son, Jesus Christ. That gave us a relationship with you. That gave us uh, just that access through prayer and just being able to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God, you've blessed us in so many ways. And Lord, we find that through this book. And Lord, I, there's a lot of direction and guidance and exhortation, Lord, to live a certain way. But that comes after realizing that we have been blessed. And Lord, I pray that we would truly understand that. Lord, I'm so thankful that you have helped me understand that. Because without that understanding, Lord, I probably wouldn't be serving here today. Lord, I want to serve you out of a pure heart. 
I want to serve you out of a heart that just loves you. And Lord, I'm so glad that you love me. I just think of Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even though we were sinners, even though we were wrong, even though we were in our own way, God, you reached down and gave us your son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have a relationship with you, so that we could live a life for you. And Lord, I pray that these people would understand that. And I pray that if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I pray that they would trust you today. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All heads bowed, eyes closed. We'll have the piano play. If you please stand, we'll have a moment of invitation. God's been good to every one of us. And if you're God's child, let's serve Him because we've been blessed. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, what a day to be blessed. God's good to everybody, but especially to His own. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, let me encourage you to come. Maybe as God's child, maybe you've been following and trying to follow the rules, following all the guidelines, but the understanding has not been there. Whatever the Lord's doing in your heart, respond this morning. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.